Glory. Ooh. That's our king. The reason I chose that video is that that's our God. That's our Savior. He is so big and powerful, but he wants to have a love relationship. This big God wants to have a one-on-one love relationship with you. As big as he is, as invisible as he is in our flesh, he wants to have, he knows each one of you. As I think it's Psalms 139 says, you know, he, he, he knew you when you were being formed in your mother's womb. He knows the number of hairs on your head. His thoughts towards you are so num- numerous, they're like the grains of sand around the earth. Wow. So the title of my sermon this morning is Loving God. It's easier for to us to accept God's love for us. But sometimes we forget to embrace God and love him back. And we're going to talk about that. This is, this is, this is really big. This is really important. To start with, let's go ahead and turn to Matthew 22. Matthew 22, starting in verse 37. And after this scripture... I'm going to make a bold statement, so I need, your, I need your, uh, your hearing tuned up. All right, Matthew 22, starting in verse 37. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Here's my bold statement. A love relationship with God is the single most important factor in your life. Bar none. I'm not talking about knowing God intellectually. I'm not talking about being a Christian. I'm talking about a love relationship with God is the single most important factor in your life. If I was to, if I was to, uh, well, let's just say this. You guys were standing in, in front of God. You guys were standing before God. Could you, with all sincerity, say to the Lord, Lord, I love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. If you can't, if you can't say that, um, well, let me, if, if I was, maybe we were having a counseling appointment, we were going to talk about spiritual things, and I asked you that question. Do you love the Lord God with all your being? Many, many of us would say, you know, no one's quite asked me it like that. Um, well, no, I don't think I could describe my relationship. I, I obey him. I believe him, I serve him, I worship him, I obey him, but I can't say that I love him with my whole being. 
if, if we're at that place where we cannot say, I mean, we're, ta- we're, we're talking about being honest here. We're not, we're not talking about condemnation either. We're going to get to that. We're talking about a real relationship. If we can't say that, this is God's basic purpose for us. Our basic purpose was to enter into a relationship with him. So if, we, if we're not in that basic purpose, we're out of balance. Our life is, you know, we, could, we see a lot of Christians, and we know some and we are some, that it's like, uh, something's just not quite right. They have too much pain. Don't they know that their Lord loves them? Why is there so much pain? Why is there continually going back into sin? Boy, I wonder if they really, really know. I'm going to be talking about one big truth. And when we get this one big truth, only then can, we, can you hear me when I give you three practices that will help you fall deeply in love with God. But we've got to understand this one truth. So here's a couple other tough questions. Are we in love with the church or with God? Are we in love with the gift or the giver? Do we get our fulfillment by being members and a part of this wonderful body? Or do we get our fulfillment solely from Lord Jesus Christ and our relationship with him? We, we uh, if you're, I'm sorry if you're Catholic, but I'm, I'm going to, not, no, I don't mean it that way, but I'm going to talk about the Catholic <laughs> faith. We, we have a tendency to make fun, not make fun of, but just kind of like, oh, we, we almost ache for them because they have no relationship. Boy, they got to still go to a priest and they pray to statues and it's very confusing for us. It's like, wow, don't they know? But then so many churches, Protestant, spirit-filled churches, can fall right back into the trap about have this whole thing be about church. And we're, it's just as bad. It's putting somebody before God. It's putting something to do before doing something with Him. It's just the same. Theirs is a little bit more blatant and they're a little more outward and ours is a little more hit inward. But we have to we have to shake ourselves up every once in a while. You know, I was, my, my premise today was going to be, I was going to sit down, and you know, I've done some marriage counseling, I was going to sit down, and it was going to be like a, like a mock, you know, marriage counseling class with, about your relationship with the Lord. And you're like, well, so what, how do you feel when, you know, he seems so distant from, you know, we were, I was going to do that. And that was too trite, too, I, I, I needed to go a different way. But by the way, uh, some of you that are in Jill and my uh, marriage class, it is still going on today. I just won't be there. <laughs> uh, we have another couple leading it. It's a DVD teaching. So if you're in the class, no, you're not off the hook. So second period, second service, go down for your class. Uh, but in that marriage class, that marriage class wasn't for marriages that were in trouble. Guess what? People that want the real deal, they want to invest in it. That marriage class is full of couples wanting to go deeper wanting their marriage to get better. The reason we're talking about this this morning is not because I see that you guys are uh, emotionally divorced with the Lord and I'm trying to bring you back together. No, we can all go deeper. We, we need to be reminded that this is all about a relationship, not religion. We can say it, put bumper stickers on. Relationship, not religion. 
Hello. <laughs> we can make this it's easier, especially for us guys. Guys, I'm going to uh, you, get you off the hook a little bit here. It's hard for guys. You know, there's, the reason why this marriage analogy wasn't going to work this morning is there's a lot of people, men and women, that do not have a good father relationship, so they can't relate to the good father. And they don't, maybe there's some in here that don't have a good marriage relationship, wasn't modeled a good marriage relationship with their parents, so maybe that really wasn't going to help them connect. And then as guys, we can't really relate to being the bride of Christ. After all, we're the man, you know, we're the groom. But when our relationship, when Jesus was comparing over and over, and Paul too, about our relationship with God was just like a marriage relationship. The reason he was doing that is because that was the only way he can communicate how intimate that was supposed to be. But really, it falls short because you know some of us don't even get marriage relationships. So it really kind of fell down there, and so I thought, you know what, we need to go someplace else. And that is a little reminder about being a three-part being, because spiritual truths can only be received in the spirit. The mind is more like that second seed. Remember the parable of the sower and the seed? You know, the first seed gets trampled on the path and the, and the enemy gets it away. Okay, yeah, they, they don't even know God. Second seed went in there and got it got, was in the rocks and, and the thorns and it barely grew up. Or the third seed, it actually went into the, the thorns and got choked out. So if we allow this truth to only be in our mind, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be plucked by the enemy. This truth is way too important for you guys just to be hearing me in your mind. So we're going to talk about spirit, soul, body just a little bit here. Remember, I preached on that in July. I loved it. That was the most important thing that I learned in the school of ministry. I finally got it. I'm, I'm a spirit being. And when I became born again, when you became born again, your spirit, for ladies, your spirit woman, for men, your spirit man, it became born again. It was dead because of sin. It was separated from God. When we became born again, our spirit became born again. It said that our spirit was resurrected with Christ, and Christ's spirit joined our spirit, and it became alive. That's why we say that God lives within us. His spirit is connected with our spirit. That's the way I, that's how our spirit is alive. So we have a spirit part of us that understands spiritual things. Our mind thinks that it's in control. And even when us Christians get a handle on this whole spirit being, our mind pretend he's like, well, I'll pretend like, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, spirit, oh yeah, I understand you. But the mind wants to still stay in control. Your mind is telling you, okay, I'll give you a little latitude. Yes, there is a spirit being. I agree, but that's about it. And the mind just controls. Well, we have to just, like Pastor Mark says, oh boy, there's so much more. Well, what so much more is, we need to get out of our soulish realm and start getting into our spirit realm more often. Not just on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. Amen? throughout the week. So then we can receive these spiritual truths. The reason I had to pause and, and talk about this is you're not going to get this this morning. If you're talking about having a love relationship with an invisible God, 
I just, right now, I could just use the statistics. 50% of you just checked out. <laughs> and then the other 50% are like, yes. <gasps> I don't know how, though. <laughs> so, well, we're going to get to that. We're going to have three practices. It's just like a love relationship. When Jill and I got to know each other, I mean, it was all about spending time with each other. I wanted to know you, and I wanted to know how you felt about me. <laughs> so when we look into the, when we look to, into to the Lord and the Spirit, when we're gonna, there's all through the Bible. It's all through the Bible. These these mysteries of God. So we're going to talk about. We're going to look at one. I you know, only have time for one. So let's go to First uh, Corinthians two, starting in in verse nine. We are called to dwell in that secret place of the Most High. Just like that song says, to feel his heartbeat, to sense his presence. And it comes from time, and it comes from experience. I couldn't just make an appointment with Jill and have some time and then you know, do the checkbox and walk away. No, we, we started experiencing things. Yes, yeah, some of them might even have been tough. Like, God, why did you let me down? I mean, sometimes it's tough. What on earth, Lord? And we go to him, and he touches us, and he explains it. I'm like, oh, I see. I mean, don't, don't think that this is all... And this is another thing. You know, when I talk about it being spiritual, I'm not like Jill and I. We didn't like... Like Greek philosophers, oh, let's talk about this, let's talk about this. We talked about all this lofty spiritual things. No, that's not real and practical. God wants a real and practical relationship with you. But there's so much of his love and his knowledge and his communication is coming to our spirit. And it, it comes to the mind, believe me, we're just, I'm not talking about us taking the mind out of the picture. The mind needs to be renewed. Remember that scripture? We're renewing our mind day by day. Our spirit man is done, but our mind is being renewed, washed with the word. So our mind is deeply involved in this deal. But it, is, it has this stinking thinking from religion, from our upbringing, and, and we can't help... If we had that counseling session about it, you know, it'd be like, do you realize that this past thinking is still getting in the way? We, how do we fix that? By the washing of our mind through the word. We, there's no other way. We're going to get to that. But let's, let's look at 1 Corinthians 2.9. This is just, I'm taking a little bit of liberty. This is the NIV. Normally we teach out of New King James, but the, the wording was a little bit more to this sermon. So 1 Corinthians 2.9, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Eyes, eyes, ears, mind, the soul. That's the soul. Remember, the soul is your, your mind, your will, and your emotions. The soul, by, by the way, goes to heaven with us. It's the body that gets a new body. The soul goes. So, pretty important to renew your mind while you're here on earth. Otherwise, it won't be one of those, woo, you know. 
matrix things when we get to heaven. You know, let's, let's start renewing our mind right now. In the natural, our senses, our five senses, we cannot grasp God. Can't do it. Sorry. That'd be like trying to measure the ocean with a measuring cup. One. You know, we can't do it. In the spirit, though, so just download. That's the other part of it. You know, spirit matrix. You know, the spirit just brings it all. The spirit, man, it's like a big, giant, fat, what do you call those, uh, the information wires that are, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, all those brainiacs, they know all that kind of stuff. Like, just download all this information. Yeah, we can. It says that when we are in Christ, all the knowledge of God is ours. We have the mind of Christ. We have to, we have to develop that. But here's the, here's the thing, that when we get in the spirit, in our spiritual eyes, our eyes can see the invisible. Our ears can hear the inaudible. And our mind can conceive the inconceivable when our spirit gets involved. So this is, the, this is the key, the next verse, verse 10. But we know these things because God has revealed them to us by his spirit, to our spirit. And his spirit searches out everything and shows us even God's deep secrets. If we don't get this, we're not going to be able to really truly understand what does it mean to have a love relationship with the Heavenly Father. We have to understand that's part of it. This, we have to develop this inner man, this inner woman. Let me read this. Listen to this. Well, first, the, the, world, the world is focused on outer relationships, right? We have, uh, we, we, we accomplish things, we have success, um, we, we, we do things and get recognized, but, but we need to start having him to reveal things, not just our relationship, but things. We need him to reveal these things, what's going on in this world, to us spiritually. We can't just have this, our spirit walk just be about our relationship or just be about what we're learning in church. It's got to be about everything. He gives us eyes and, ooh. And here's, here's a side note. When you're going out in the world, if you're prayed up, if you're, if you're, if you're developing this relationship, like I'm going to talk about in a little bit, here's the challenge. God, show me what you're doing around here. You're going to see his hand at work. And you're now going to be able to join him in that work. You can see him. Someone mumbling to themselves. Yeah, I don't even understand. Like, where's God in all this? You just, you just happen to hear someone mumbling about that. Oh. Hey, I just heard you say, where's God in all this? Can we talk about that? And you just join God in his work. He was working in that man's heart. And I'm talking about, you're going into a whole other realm, baby. Because then he's going to look down at you. Yeah. Yeah, here, here you go. I got somebody. And it's like, the, the lid is off. God, listen to this. God sees us as a precious treasure. And he longs to have a close relationship with us. More than anything, he wants us to have an intimate love relationship and friendship with him. 
God wants us to spend time with him and intimately communicate with him, to enjoy fellowship with him, to trust and follow him, and to give our life meaning and purpose. That was a quote by a pastor. So why do we find this so difficult? Well, I believe, you know, when you, when you, when you give a sermon, you know, you have to stand on something, a preposition it's called. And so my preposition is that I believe each one of us, if we would understand this one truth, we're going we're gonna to just keep going on this one truth, if we can truly understand this one truth, then we'll be inspired and motivated to start practicing three things that I'm going to talk about that'll, that'll help us fall deeply in love with God, and nothing will be the same. So this one truth is God loves me and accepts me without condition, unconditional love, and he desires to have a love relationship with me that's personal and practical. So if we understand this one truth, that he loves me unconditionally, that he wants to have relationship it's a little bit different. If Jill did not think that I had anything like that for her, she would not be motivated at all to want to spend time with me. You know, we got let's just be practical here. We need some motivation. The motivation is God wants it. And if he wants it and he commands it, the first verse, he commands it, well, then he's going to empower us to do it. He never asks us to do something we can't do. By his spirit helping us develop our spirit, we can actually enter into a love relationship with the creator of this universe. Now, is that good news? There's no condemnation here. This is good news. It's not like, oh, you know what? Some of us get held up. There's some barriers. Barriers. We get held up. Remember I talked about that stinking thinking, that religion there's some things that we believe that we don't even know we believe. Two of the main lies of the enemy. We believe these lies. Lie number one, God's angry with me. Lie number two, well, God's just patiently waiting for me to get my act together. Waiting for me to improve. Waiting, waiting for me to finally get rid of this and to get rid of that, and then I can really... He's just waiting. Oh, those are lies. Those are lies. No, God loves you unconditionally. Come to him with everything. I mean, look at Jesus. He was hanging with the sinners, and he was spending lots of time with prostitutes, spending time in the good way. Uh, I mean, you know, he was, he was giving them, he was telling them, you are loved. And these prostitutes just like left it all and followed him. He's not waiting for you to improve. Come on. He is accepting you just how you are, and he wants you just how you are to enter into that love relationship. Okay, everything depends on this. Everything depends on this. There is no other way. There's no second choice. There's no, well, I just am not like that. You know, I don't have those kind of emotions. I can't even show love for my wife. How can I show love for God? No, there is nothing else. Your whole life depends on this. 
if your marriage was on the rocks and your whole marriage and your whole life and everything depended on you to spend more time with your wife, I hope you would. Well, that's, that's what this is like. Otherwise, nothing, nothing's going to be right. Let's turn to Deuteronomy 30. I, wanna, I want you to not just believe my words. Let's, let's hear what the Word of God is saying about that love relationship. Deuteronomy 30. I'll have you turn here, and then we'll probably just go to the other ones without you turning, just so we can speed it up. Deuteronomy 30, starting in verse 19. Listen to this. This is the Old Testament, remember? But remember, it's the same God. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey His voice, and that you may cling to Him, for He is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to you, toward your fathers. That's a love relationship. That's just not, you know, we kind of, well, I say, yeah, okay, command, put it over here. Okay, who can quote John 3.16? Just speak it out. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish. Everlasting life. That's his love. Uh, don't turn here cause just for time. John 14.21. He who has my commands and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him. And manifest myself to him. Ooh, I love that word, manifest. I'm going to manifest myself. When, when God manifests in this place, smoke might come up. We might hear a voice. I mean, manifest is big. So that he will manifest himself in our life. Wow. Romans 8. I'm skipping. I'm going 35, 37, and 39. I did the, well, never mind. Um, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And then it talks about all this stuff, nor depth or height or depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I mean, so much of the Bible, all of 1 John, almost, and, and the Gospel of John is all about his love for us. You know, even in John 15, abiding in Christ. Oh, there's so much secrets to this relationship that he wants to have. And so many of us are like, how? Well, we're going to talk about how. Okay, so now, did I, everybody still awake? Uh, your, your mind, we're in agreement, right? Your mind and your spirit are in agreement. God loves us unconditionally, and he wants and he desires more than anything, more than anything. doesn't want any relationships with animals. doesn't want just to rule the world. No, 
More than anything, he wants to have a love relationship with you, with me. Okay, we're in agreement, right? Spirit and soul and the mind. The mind, I'm speaking all the minds in here. Get in agreement with these spirit people in here too. Minds can just say, okay, I agree, and then just kind of go like this to the spirit. No. Receive it in your spirit like, whoa. The mind is like, mm. no, no. When, I'm, you, when you get this truth, just like, oh, feel good. Almost, well, we'll talk about something else later. We want to fall in love. So we're going to talk about three practices that we can all benefit from. Whether this is returning to your first love, like Jesus warned the church in Revelation 2. I have this against you. You have left your first love. He, didn't, he wasn't condemning them. He was basically warning them, go back to your first love. Or it might be for some of you that you've been a born-again believer for a long time, but basically you're still in courtship. You don't even really know him very well. That's okay. It's never too late. Never too late. So practice number one. Read his word to know him. Read his word to know him. What is he like? Oh. And what happens is that the word know in, in Hebrew is yada. And yada, in the, our English, English translation of the word know is just doesn't do justice. Yada means to perceive, to, uh, to obey, to comprehend, to know intimately, uh, to conform, to experience, to recognize, to accept his claims. Ooh, that's a deep word. That's the same word they use when Adam knew Eve. Deep. So through the word, you could discover how God really feels about you. And you can discover how he sees you. And ooh, then you're knowing him better. And oh, it helps. It helps. Here's an illustration. The prodigal son story. We're reading the word of God. It's not about that rebellious son who demanded his inheritance and, and just wasted it on prostitutes and drugs and carousing. It's not about the son. Jesus is telling the story so that we can understand how deeply the father loves us. So just one story from Jesus, when it's received in the spirit, it's like, oh, wow, you love me that much? You're going to be waiting for me? Here, I haven't had a quiet time for, with you for three weeks, but you're waiting by the road, just waiting for me to come back? So we, we get to know him. Practice number two, pray to hear him. Not pray to go through your list. Not pray as a checkbox. Not pray things like, oh, God, I wish I could see you. I mean, you know what I mean? You know, there's this, there's this part of man that we're, we have no problem going to God when we're in trouble. <laughs> kind of like our relationship with God is all about disaster relief. <laughs> like, oh, Lord, boom, on our faces. We lost our job. Our wife's about to leave us, and we're on our faces. We just got bad news from the doctor. We're on our faces. We have no problem with understanding this whole thing 
about God being ever-present when it's disaster relief. That's not a relationship, though. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about praying to hear him. Remember, these are motivations of the heart. Read the word to know him. As you know somebody, you fall in love with them. And then pray to hear from him. I'm not going to just, okay, we're going to now have communication, Jill. Let me tell you some things. Tell, 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 tell. No, the only way I can get to know her is to ask questions and hear her. We have to hear from God. Number three, okay, I am going to take the time. My illustration for hearing from God, the men know this story. If you went to the men's breakfast, I had a really, really tough time in my life. Five, six, I guess it's more like six years ago. And I'm going to do the one-minute version. I was about to fall in depression. It was so real, I could see a black, swirling funnel going to the pit. But I was praying. I was seeking the Lord. I was worshiping. I was standing firm. But I was getting to a certain point. I was standing. And I started reading from the Word of God and proclaiming to God, God, you spoke audibly to this man. You spoke audibly here. You spoke audibly here. Lord, I'm sorry that I'm so weak right now. I need an audible voice from you right now, or I'm afraid I'm going down there. It's all by myself in the house, middle of the day. And my friend called me from Sweden. I hadn't talked to him for 16 years. He was the best man in my wedding. Hadn't talked to him for 16 years He called me from Sweden. The only number he had was my home number. That 16 years later happened to be the same. Kind of weird. We moved like eight miles away, and the phone phone company says, yeah, you can keep that number. And he said, he had a deep, deep, gravelly voice, so cool. He's like, is this Neil Johnson? I'm like, oh, my gosh. God's just called me. And he goes, "The, the brother of... Perry and Gail, it's like, yeah, that's me. And then it's like, ha, 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 this is Dave Bartley from Sweden. I just woke up in the middle of the night, and I felt like I needed to call you. It's just not right that I haven't, we haven't communicated. I want to tell you what you meant to me. And then, then his voice changed. And for about five, six, or seven minutes, God spoke and said everything I needed to hear. Gentle, sweet, beautiful words. Tears were just coming down my face. I stood up and I said, that's all I needed, God. Thanks. He spoke to me. He st- I stayed there. And don't go, you know, remember God doesn't like to be put in the box. So don't go home and tomorrow morning, I demand that you speak. You know, don't, don't try my thing. I mean, that's important. It really is. We just want, just give me a list. Just give me a template. Just give me a quick thing so I can get right on in. No, sorry. This was after weeks and weeks and weeks of going in. So you, you though, can say, Lord, I desire to know you. I desire to hear from you, and you just keep going in. Practice number three, worship and praise the Lord in the spirit to fellowship with him. In Ephesians, we're going to look at Ephesians 5. Paul talked about singing spiritual songs and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. 
in, in Acts during the Pentecost, when all the people heard all the strange tongues, what did they hear in their own language? Praise to the, and glorifying God. When we, Tony just gave me a testimony about, he went into the ICU recently, and he just started worshiping the Lord in tongues, walking through intensive care, worshiping the Lord in, in tongues, and two miracles happened that he got a report the next morning. Two people just miraculously were healed. So when we go into our time praying in tongues, Paul, and we're not going to, Karen, let's not show the, the Corinthian scriptures, but Paul says, I wish that you would all pray in tongues. I pray in tongues more than you all, and I wish that you all would do that, but it's more important to prophesy because it edifies the body. Tongues edifies us, and it gives God glory. When we have a practice of worshiping in tongues, not we're not praying in tongues so that we can hear, so that our, 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 our instructions to the God are more clear. <laughs> no, we're worshiping him in, in our heavenly language, giving him glory, and it's just like, oh, I entered that time full of anxiety and peace just came upon me. He's glorified, and I'm inspired, and I just sense his presence. Just feel him right in here. The illustration uh, that I was going to use is what I just said. That there's been times when I've entered into that time full of anxiety, and then it's just like I just sense his peace. That's him fellowshipping with me. It just felt like a hug. Anxiety went, peace came. It was just, it was wonderful. I didn't hear anything. I didn't, well, maybe I might have felt something, but you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's, hmm. Thank you, God. Thank you for that hug. I needed it. Thank you for that. And as we experience him more and more, we will start, it'll be more real. It'll start, we'll start feeling it on our body. We'll start understanding it in our head. But it, the spirit man, spirit woman, has to be dictating what the truth is. It's the only way to get away from this stinking thinking. The barriers in our mind, believing the lies of the enemy. So in conclusion, remember that your entire Christian life depends on this type of relationship with the Lord. Nothing else, everything else, like cancel all appointments. I got to have a serious talk with God. I got to get, get it back in line. I got to get my life back in balance. God created me. He created you to have that. He didn't create us yeah, I made this world and go have fun. I'm, I'm out of here. No, he created us to have this relationship. It's all throughout the scriptures. Look how intimate he was walking with Adam and Eve. You know, there, he created us for relationship. Then this, the whole plan, the whole thousands of years on this earth has all been about that Jesus was going to restore that relationship and that we were going to be one with him. Just like Jesus is one with the Father, we're one with them I mean, it's just, it's just a too-good-to-be-true story. It's amazing that the God of this universe wants this with us. So 
So from this, from this revelation that your spirit man hopefully engaged in, your spirit woman, from this revelation, hopefully you're motivated to go spend time with him. Hopefully you now understand, no, it's not a checkbox so you can feel that you're a good Christian. God is waiting for you. <clears throat> he loves you so much. If I could tell you other stories like this one, I could tell you so many stories so you know how much, why I love the Lord so much. He's done so much in my life. Then you'll be motivated to read the word to know him. To pray to hear from him. And to worship him in spirit and in truth through your spirit in the heavenly language so that you can have fellowship with him. You will. Your spirit person, your spirit man will be fellowshipping like this with the Father. It says we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies right now. That's our spirit man, our spirit woman is seated in the heavenlies right now with Christ. And so when we, when we worship him in spirit, we're like this. To, oh, yes, it's like a slow dance, baby. I mean, we're like, mm, we're right there. And have that slow dance with him every morning. And you're not hearing anything, necessarily feeling anything, but your spirit just knows. Mm, thank you, Lord. And if that slow dance isn't your thing, man, just have the jig, do the, I mean, whatever, man. You're with, you're with the Lord, and it's just, it's spiritual, and it doesn't make sense to the thinking, thinking. doesn't make sense up here, but that's what it says. We've got to start looking at this Word of God like a mirror on how things are supposed to be. Oh, this is what I am. Ooh, I'm a child of living God. I'm loved by the Father. Look at it as like a mirror to see who you are. Don't let this tell you who you are. Who you are, who God is, and what this relationship is supposed to look like. Not like, well, I'll get there someday. God's waiting for me to improve. Well, I just, I can't quite get over this thing in my past. I just really feel God's angry with me. No, don't believe it. If you, if you, um, if there's some of you out there that do not have a relationship with Christ yet. And what I've talked about seems too good to be true. It's not too good to be true. But how that relationship starts is like, there got to be a certain point where I said, Jill, will you marry me? And then we both said, I do. And so that beginning is what you could do tonight. If you do not know the Lord, if you do not have a, a, a salvation relationship with Him, if you have not ever asked Him to be Lord of your life and accepted what He did on the cross as a substitution for what your sins are all about, that's what this whole thing is about. I know it sounds weird. If you don't, have never heard the story, you don't really understand it. But God wants to have this relationship with us. And in the spirit realm... Evil cannot come into holiness presence. It's not like he, he just made this rule to have a rule. No, he, he wants to embrace us. But we would just melt like wax if we came in with sin. So he said, oh, man. He, I had this plan from the very beginning. He said, I know how I'll do it. 
I'm going to send my son down as a man, because a man had to do it. God couldn't just make a decision, oh, I forgive you. No, because then he wouldn't be just. Somebody had to pay for the sin, but it had to be a man, because man had authority on earth. So he sent Jesus as a man. He was 100% man, but he was 100% God too. But he had to be a man to be able to actually stand for me. Nope, God, I know Neil, and I know Neil. Lots of sin. I'm standing in his place, put all his sin on me, and kill me. He, he died for me. He died for you. And then the word of God says that our sins were then washed away. We were made white as snow, and our sins were never remembered again. And now we entered into perfect fellowship with God. And in Hebrews, it said, forever, no matter what. Done. Doesn't matter what you do. That's why grace is kind of weird. You mean I could just go sin again? You won't want to. But no, unconditional love. It's done. Past sins, future sins, done. So if you, all you have to do, if you do not have that kind of relationship with the Lord, all you have to do, and it's so easy, is receive that gift of eternal life. I receive what you did on the cross for me, Jesus. Yes, I say I agree with that. Thank you for doing that. I accept that. Now come into my life. Be my Lord. If you want to do that, it's really easy. We won't put you on the spot. You're going to raise your hand, and then we're all going to pray just a real simple prayer of commitment, like a marriage vow. So if you've never invited Christ to be Lord of your life, raise your hand right now. We're just going to pray a very simple prayer. Really, really easy. And then it's done. It's like a marriage vow. Amen. I do. Boom. Done. Relationship forever. Anybody? Anybody haven't, hasn't done that? I have another question. Raise your hand if you want to fall more deeply in love with God. Raise your hand. Pray with me. Leave your hands up. Pray with me. Lord God, you see these hands. You see these hearts. We desire to fall even deeper in love with you, Lord God. We love you so much. We want our relationship to be the most important thing in each one of our hearts. Lord, receive this hand raise. Receive this open heart as an invitation to come in deeper, to have all of us, to meet us. Meet us at that place and talk to us, Lord. Help us to know you through your word. Speak to us, Lord, through your spirit. And Lord, just... Come and dance with us in the Spirit. We want to we fellowship with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you first loved us. You first chose us. You planned it this way. Oh, Lord God, forgive us for putting other things before you. We want to return to our first love. Lord, we love you. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. Amen. Amen. Mm. God is so good.